You're listening to the Enneagram and Marriage Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Harden, and today we're talking about the biology of love with Dylan and Cassandra Boom of the 5-7 Glow Pairing. I'm really thankful that we're talking with Dylan and Cassandra on today's episode because these are two brainy types who found each other who made love their quest, even love unexpected. When I think about the different couples that I've met through social media and in the world, I have different little groupings sometimes, of course. I systematize in my head a little bit. And this couple, Dylan and Cassandra, has been, in my mind, one of the most romantic couples I've ever seen. So it was really great that I got to catch them, even as she's a seven, busy, 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 and he's a five. This is an interracial pairing. She is African-Canadian and he is Dutch-German-Canadian. This is an introvert-extrovert couple. Opposites attract in many ways. I really was happy to get them on because I think it's so beautiful to capture just a moment with a couple like this and you're gonna get to see their love. In addition to being passionately inspired by one another and entranced by one another and their brains, they also found ways to make their love last through attachment. So I'm going to talk to you guys a little bit about the science of attachment briefly before we bring them on just to give us all a quick review, a little brain review. But then we're going to get to talk to them. And they're also going to share tips for all of us to have more romance because we are on our own calendars here, if you're listening live, going to be in the February romance month soon. So they're going to initiate that as we leave self-care time, as we head over to the romance month on this podcast and in our Enneagram and Marriage Glow Planners. So I'm so excited about that. Yay. And then they're also going to talk to us about interracial marriage because they have a different background with Cassandra being Afro-Canadian and Dylan being um, Germanian. Canadian with German influence. So they'll tell us more about their families, about the ways they've negotiated their love over time uh, through prejudice, the ways they've risen stronger because of love, and the ways they keep serving the world. So I'm super happy because it goes, well, I'm just happy for them, first of all, but it also goes along with our whole concept of we we love to get that self-care, then we love to make sure our bonds are secure with our attachments to one another and our closest relationships, and then we can give out better in our community. And you're just going to hear how they do that, how they're always trying to give from that place of health together. So I'm thankful to have couples on. I love newlywed couples, but I also love to have couples who have been running for a while together and walking for a while together. And you're going to hear how they do both in their safe and sound love dynamic with that's their globe pairing name. I also want to let you know, in addition to leaving self-care month, when we say we're leaving that month, we're not really leaving it as a focus. We're actually going to be incorporating everything we learn from this point on with that as our base foundation. So I hope you will keep going on your self-care. I hope you learned a lot about what you need this past month. And I know I certainly did. I certainly learned that I need my daily fitness. I learned that I need to even sometimes make myself have a daily rest if I'm at all tired. And I learned that I really like the date night time with my husband and that I really enjoy it for me, even though he has other love languages. So I hope you learn too. With our Instagram surveys this week, I had a ton of you answer. Thank you so much. I hope everybody was 
noticing that there are so many different pairings. It's There's 45 possible pairings, of course, nuances even amongst those, but there were so many different pairings represented in the surveys that I was doing over this past week. And the love language results, I'll be super brief. Words of affirmation and quality time just ring out as the top two for everybody in general. Those two are really staples that some of them mean more to some people. There was a few people who said gifts were the main thing and a lot of sevens and eights said touch was really important to them. But I would say that most people really either wanted to be encouraged by their spouse with words or to be given quality time. Even people that you thought might be like, I love access service. Certainly fives and ones had access service as things that they cared about. But uh, even fives and ones, they wanted time together and they wanted to be affirmed. And you can think of, of course, each type, if you're familiar with the Enneagram, why each type would want what. But always check with your partner or spouse first, because obviously we change and shift over the years too. So what once was might not any longer be. So I just want you to be careful with that. And I want you to have fun with that too. And I also hope that if you're doing the glow planner with us, you are spending some time reflecting on what you missed for self-care and what you have coming ahead with us realizing that we wanted those date nights and quality times together, we had to kind of laugh because one day this week when we were really busy, it was tax week for us. I said to Wes, I don't think I need the date with you, but I really did. And he even knew I did. And he tried to kind of shove one in when we were picking up contact solution for me. And it was pathetic because he's like, hey, how about we go pick that up together? And I have a romantic playlist that we can play. And we were cracking up because I'm like, this is hilarious that we're trying to make this into a date when it's a 15 minute errand. (laughs) And it was funny because it really did actually end up being a nice time. So as much as that sounds totally ridiculous, even as I say it out loud, I want you to understand, make the most of your time. I mean, just today, him and I had a long walk together. We also did our planner earlier this morning and we worked out a couple times this week together. So I'm not saying that we didn't have that time. And Monday night, we have our special time just for the two of us for an hour or two, but you have 115 hours a week. And so do we that where you could really take two to four hours out and be intentional and not like a 15 minute thing or not a 30 minute thing. Just take some of that time. I welcome you to it. I welcome you also to affirming your spouse in their gifts and getting to know them. And like John Gottman says, talking and turning towards one another with interest instead of just giving our friends and family that are outside of our spouse all of the attention, which I know if you have little kids or if you're busy with a lot of students or if you are a parent of older kids, you could spend all of your time just serving the world, serving others. Just make sure you dip back in to bless your person too. And just like some clients and I were talking this week with the advent of the smartphone within the last decade or so, we're really in a different space too. So don't forget to keep going where you put that in other rooms, where you set it aside, where you turn it away. Even just having it outside of your reach can help you so much. So let's remember that a couple of quick announcements are that we also have our Enneagram and Marriage Certification course for coaches who want to start helping other couples 
couples, don't forget to sign up for that this week. The bonuses end Tuesday if you're listening live. If you're listening after that, you can definitely take the course on demand, but it starts February 10th, and I'm really excited to take another group of students in. This is my 2022 round of training, and I love my crew. I love how we talk every month, even after the 12-week course, and I love how we have collaboration time. So I am so thankful and excited for that. Check out enneagramandmarriage.com if you want to get to know more about helping couples in an Enneagram and marriage fashion. And then I also want to remind you guys that we are having a pre-Valentine's Day virtual conference on February 8th of this year if you're listening live. And this is 2022 and it's going to be from 7 to 9 p.m. Tuesday. So excited for that. Check that out too. I'm going to be there. Jen's going to be there from my team and hopefully you're going to be there too. So Eventbrite, sign up. It's totally free to you. We thought that was the perfect thing to put in on 2022 when I wanted so badly to do a live event. But we just had so much COVID in our community, particularly this last year with Omicron this last few months. And Wes got it and staff got it. And and so it was just not the right timing to be having a virtual, a live event. And virtual is great, but I cannot tell you how much I want to go dancing with you all someday. Like, wouldn't that be such a blast? I want to salsa. I want to merengue. I want to swing dance. I want to do all of the things. So one day we will get there and hopefully not too long from now. So I also want to tell you one more thing before we get started. And that is that we have our deep dives launched this week week. I'm so thankful. As you guys know, we really wanted to finish them in December, edit them in January, and we are there. I am so thankful for Jen on my team and all the hard work she also put on these, but we have just given you guys so many case studies, so many ideas and tips for couples in all seasons of life, and I have poured my heart and soul into these thankful to the Enneagram Marriage Certification Students OG group who told me that they wanted a secondary course after our course was done. And those deep divers and I developed these this past summer. And as you know, we've been trying to get them out to you ever since. So they're ready. So if you have somebody in your life who's whatever type they are, one, two, three through nine, you can tell them about our guides. If they are saying, what do I do in my relationship? I don't know. And I'm in a place where I'm hurting. It re- I take you through relationship levels of health, through blind spots. I take you through the vices and the virtues of each type. I take you through the subtypes as well, the instinctual issues. And I mean, we go really deep. We talk about the roots for each of these things. I even have a special Enneagram and Marriage descriptor for a lot of things because I just had to come up with my own understanding as we're all in our Enneagram theoretical process, right? It's We're all contributing to it. So this This is a great way I've been able to learn from all of you who give me so much research and such a great way for me to share it back with you. So I hope you'll head to enneagramandmarriage.com. And if you just need some deep dive work on yourself, it's all there. It's all focused on relationship work. There are so many communication tools. And of course, I've learned from some of the best teachers out there, including B. Chestnut. And I'm so happy to say she's going to be on the podcast in the next couple months too. So that's going to be a lot of fun. She's excited to come on. And I'm I'm so excited to have her. Okay, so let's talk about two brain types and let's just first talk briefly about how we have 
all of us a desire for not just the body connection, not just the heart connection, but also the brain connection. And this fascinating article from harvard.edu that I will link up in the show notes says that it's no surprise for centuries people thought love and most other emotions arose out of the heart. As it turns out, love is all about the brain, which in turn makes the rest of your body go haywire. So really cool that Dr. Helen Fisher at Rutgers realized that romantic love can be broken down into lust, attraction, and attachment. And then each one has their own set of hormones stemming from the brain at that time. So when you're thinking about today's guests, Dylan and Cassandra, you can kind of put your own love story in here or theirs. The beginning, we have our lust, that testosterone, estrogen, things are just feeling all different and strange and wow, kind of like huge emotions and rush coming at each other. And then we have attraction when we experience dopamine and norepinephrine and serotonin. And there's some overlap to each, but that's when we really do, you know, find that distinct time where we're, we're maybe still lusting, but we're also just feeling these rewards like, oh my gosh, like it's so exhilarating and even consumes me to be with you. And it feels really good in this time. And it's just all of this is released during that attraction. And and so they make us giddy, energetic, euphoric, and we can like lose our appetite and have insomnia at that time. And, and like we're going to hear from our guests, you can experience a love at first sight. And even brain scans of people in love have shown that that primary reward center of the brain really fire like crazy when people are even shown a photo of somebody that they're intensely attracted to. So, but finally, attraction leads to a reduction in serotonin, which is kind of going with that whole appetite and mood thing. So that's why you feel like, wait, what's happening? Where you're like, I can't believe I lost my appetite or I don't care about that as much. And then lastly, the attachment phase is all about oxytocin and vasopressin. And what we really have to realize is that is the predominant factor in long-term relationships. And yes, lust and attraction are so important to romance and romantic entanglements. As we begin in this coming week to talk about romance, I want you guys to know it's attachment that mediates friendships and parent-infant bonding and other intimacies as well. These factors are all about bonding. And if you think about it, it's during sex, breastfeeding, childbirth, all of this is a time of bonding. But we really need to know that attachments are so important and we can't just go with those heightened emotions. So the good news is even though it's now attachment and not that attraction phase, oxytocin can still help to reinforce the positive feelings that we already feel towards people we love. So as we're talking about all the work, I want you to understand that it's also important to keep the positive feelings going and remember all the blessings that come from taking time to truly bond. But you're also going to need to realize that oxytocin can be a bit of a double-edged sword because it can make you a little bit ethnocentric. I like only my people. It can make you overly self-preserving. So you do have to realize if you happen to have that self-preserving or one-to-one dominant that it's not all about you. And I think you're going to find even as you hear our guests today that they may be deeply in love, but they are giving out. And that is really the ultimate human noble ability is to be able to be strong enough within your core and to know who you are and to know what you're about and to bond well with your people and then to give out of that to others because guys, there's others on their journey. So maybe you're stabilizing or you're very stable and you're just listening to this podcast out of curiosity versus need as much. I want you to know that give out 
I want you to give out from there and share that with others. I really think that's important. So thank you for learning about love chemistry. And now let's keep going as we continue to shine out to bring those elements of love together when we bring our glow together. And let's see how Cassandra and Dylan can inspire us even further with their beautiful love story and their tips for all of us. Hi guys. I'm so happy to have you on the Enneagram and marriage podcast. Thank you for having us. Yes. Thank you. You're welcome. This has been such a fun episode in the making and to get Cassandra and I two sevens, two sunbeams together (laughs) to sit down (laughs) and talk is like cray cray. So thank you guys for making it work. (laughs) Maybe you guys could tell us a little bit about yourselves. Okay. Do you want to go first? Sure. I'm Dylan. I'm a horticulturalist, gardener, ecologist, and yeah, I just love working with nature and connecting people to nature and like reestablishing that, that the connection that lies within us all, you know, like I really strive to help people with that. Awesome. My, my name is Cassandra Boom, and I am a content creator and a creative Um on Instagram, you can find me at Cassandra Blooms. I'm also a student. I'm back in school for the fourth career change of my lifetime. And I'm going to become a psychotherapist um, because of my absolute obsession with brains and, and just helping people. I feel like I've always been kind of a therapist to all of my friends and family. And now it's time to get paid for it. <laughs> I'm really excited for this new journey, um, this new career change. I went from being a content creator slash social media manager for many companies. We are both parents of two young boys, three and five, Ollie and mm-hmm. Felix, and we uh, fell in love really quickly. Love at first sight is really interesting. So I oh. can't wait to share our love story with you guys if that's allowed. <laughs> oh, um, I'm an and- ha- absolute must. Yeah, and uh, extrovert plus meets introvert kind of situation. So I apologize in advance if I talk too much. I will try to give him an edge and uh, get him piping up. <laughs> oh my gosh, no, this is what we love. Um, in Enneagram terms, we have, you know, our our ways of the sorting hat of Harry Potter and we have this as a five, seven pairing. And we also know that people are more than their types, but it's fun to see an introvert and an extrovert get together. It's fun to hear the love story. I have gotten to hear some of it. This is probably my favorite romantic account to follow. When I talk about different couple pairings, sometimes I'm like, this is a really good project couple, or this is the classic cute couple. This is a very romantic couple. And I love you guys' love story. It is so inspiring. I just have to tell you that. Thank you so much. I love how Dylan tells it. So I'm going to let him take it away. If you can yes, just please tell us the story. <laughs> we'll, we'll tell our different sides, I guess. Okay, okay, okay. Um, okay, so I guess it started, my sister brought Cassandra home for dinner. They played volleyball together and uh, you know, that first dinner was pretty awkward. I didn't uh, expect anybody at the dinner table. And I was like, who's this? I don't know, you know? And uh, so my sister kind of seen something there. She's like, you guys are good together. You know, didn't tell me at the time or anything like that, but was secretly trying to hook us up. But the first dinner was like awkward, quiet. Super I barely awkward. even looked at he her. Didn't I'm kind of shocked. Yeah, he kept his <laughs> eyes on his plate and I was across from him and he wouldn't look up once. He'd like laugh and talk, but he, I couldn't I couldn't tell you the Because I could probably feel her gaze probably yeah. on me. I was like, oh wow, she's watching me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
wow. and it's funny because I wasn't supposed to go to the school, but they had offered me scholarship and me and his sister played on the same varsity volleyball team. Mm -hmm. I just met his sister and I got ditched after practice for my coach who was supposed to give me a ride home because his wife had a baby and was having a baby. So he like took off to the hospital and I was like, and she's like, I'll give you a ride home. And I was like, I don't know where I live. I just moved to this new small town. <laughs> I have no idea what my address is. And she's like, okay, I'm taking you home. We go to the same school. We'll figure it out another time. So she took me home for dinner. Oh That's how I ended up at her house. <laughs> that is yeah. insane serendipity. I love that. So there you guys are at dinner and you're looking at him. He's not looking up. This is hilarious. Nope, not one glance. I couldn't get eye contact. Yeah. I was like, oh, guess he doesn't like me. Like, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that dinner went like that. And then uh, we went uh, to a volleyball game together after that and like sat in the car with each other for a while and had some good conversations. Nothing to write home about. But uh, the night we kind of fell in love at first sight was the third night. She got, uh, I think it was a weird situation that brought you to my house again. Yeah. Yeah, and I was like, I didn't have a car, so I was kind of like, I need a ride all the all of the time. She's like, I can take care of you. And that was how we became friends, me and his sister. <laughs> I'm in college, you know. I was yeah. like, I barely have two pennies to rub together. Please help me. <laughs> so right, she like, okay. fed me as much as possible. She lived, it was her hometown, so she's like, come to my house anytime you want to eat. And I was like, oh, you're so nice. Yeah. And her family was so welcoming. Um, and this is Super Bowl Sunday. Um, so there was a ton of good food and my whole family was there. His whole family. And I don't have a family like this that everyone reunites. It's kind of like everybody loves Raymond. They're like joking together and laughing <laughs> together. Sorry, I keep cutting him off. No, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. um, and I used to drink beer back then and mm -hmm. uh, so I had a few beers. So it was a little more like loosey-goosey. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, we just found each other, drawn to each other. We like sat beside each other all night and he helped me with my homework. Helped with her homework. Oh. And, and, uh, I was really impressed by how brainy he was. I'm definitely a sapiosexual, and that, which means I'm basically like, show me your brain, and I might get interested. You know, yes, that is like this is um. <laughs> yeah, this is very seven of you. Like that yeah. is that is the only thing that really attracts you as a seven usually, or as a thinking Agreed. type is somebody who is intelligent. So Agreed. I mean, he was handsome, but there's lots of handsome men out there. Right? Of course there's lots of, you know, I was like, oh, cool, cool. what else? You know? <laughs> oh, wow. And then when he helped you with your homework, that was really like, yeah, hello. Blown away by his lexicon. He knew so much. It was a history class and he knew so much history on, off the top of his head. And I was like, hmm. I'm gonna check you and I'm like fact check you and he was right and I was impressed every single time yeah I was never good at school but I, I just love to read especially at that time in my life I would just like always have a book in my hand and be reading and that was kind of like my comfort mm. in like situations and school and stuff like that mm -hmm. and uh, so yeah. that's that's where I got get that from at least yeah and um we finished the homework everyone kind of leaves the game is over um and then it's just me and him on the couch going, talking about everything and nothing for hours. Wow. Yeah. And, and, and I'm scrutinizing his plan because he seemed uh, to yes. have this life plan down pat. And I'm just like, this is impossible. We were way too young to have our lives planned out. So I'm just like poking and poking. I was like, what about this? What about that? And then I asked him, I thought, I, I finally found the question he's never going to have the answer for. So I was like, what about love? You know what I mean? Yeah. You have all this grand plan, but you don't 
it's like you don't anticipate falling in love and having that change your plans because you can't have it all planned out i mean you have to consider another person and he said yeah i said i would just consider myself lucky i don't have control over that i can't like plan for that and uh which is really cute yeah yeah (laughs) and then eventually i i go to bed yeah yeah my sister's bedroom there and uh but on her way i noticed like I live out in the country, like kind of surrounded by farms and wild spaces. I noticed the coyotes howling. So I'm like, hey, you're going to want to check this out. And the coyotes are howling, right? And it's like beautiful, eerie sound that you hear off in the distance. I was kind of scared. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's just like... City mouse over here. Yeah. <laughs> so I showed her that. And then, uh, yeah, we went off to bed. And uh, I couldn't sleep. I was like feeling sick and weird and couldn't sleep. And then I got this like, I sometimes get... I guess you'd call them like visions or premonitions or something. And, uh, and, and, I, urge. and yeah, like an idea, an urge or a thought. And I felt like I was at this point. I'm like, if I, if I act now, if I do something, uh, I will be with Cassandra for the rest of my life. If I don't, I'm going to like miss an opportunity. And uh, so I just like in my discomfort there, I'm like, I got to like, get this discomfort off me somehow. <laughs> so I like wrote a little letter and I like spelt her name wrong. And, uh, and uh, it's on the inside, it said, you make me feel lucky. And I like slid it under <gasps> the door. And then, you know, that was that. In the morning, oh his God. sister woke up before me and read it first. And she's like, he must've liked you and threw it at me. <laughs> and it said Casey on the front and just, I still have it. And you make me feel lucky on the inside. And, oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. and. After that, he used to tell people really boldly, like, I told her I loved her the first night. And that's not true. He didn't say it directly. Yeah, so didn't say it directly. He didn't say it directly. And I'm not, trying, I'm not the kind of girl to read into it. I'm like, he, it could mean that, but nah. Like, I didn't let my brain go there. I was like, nah. Yes, but he then brought it full circle by saying, you know, like what I had hinted at earlier, that little foreshadow, it's you. It's like, oh my gosh, but I love how Dylan, you had to come around to that idea too. You had to think that through and realize this, this is it. And I might miss her like a sliding door situation. Yeah. It was like a defining moment, you know, in life, you know, like there's a few moments where you're just like, you can see like a, a doorway or a hinge or something, you know, and yeah. yeah, that was one of them. That's amazing that you caught it. I know I think of my best friend's wedding when Julia Roberts says, I missed that defining moment. I don't know if you guys ever saw that movie or listeners, but you mm. caught the moment that she missed. And mm. um, I love that. And I see that and I see you sharing that light with others. So I'm just so happy to hear mm. that. And I know we're going to get some tips uh, from you guys too on just that whole concept of love at first sight and you, you asked it today, none of us can completely answer it, but, um, but let's put our heads together since we're all head types and thinking types. Do you guys think love at first sight exists? Mm. Yes. Yeah. I'd say anything and all things definitely Mm. exists, right? Like it wasn't like perfectly first sight for us, you know, like, but maybe I didn't see her you know, in those other moments. But because he literally didn't, didn't look, look at me. I know, I was thinking the same. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think it's certainly, certainly possible. Like it, within our bodies, we have like a very in tuned intuition, depending on how in tuned we are with that intuition, how much we trust our intuition. But mm-hmm. if, if we really trust our intuition, are open to finding and seeing love and all the facets of 
you know, it's a possibility. Mm -hmm. I think, uh, yes, yeah, we certainly can. I think, sense that. Um, agreed. I think it's, it's easy to doubt oneself, especially as a thinker. It's easy to overthink and, and to over scrutinize and to ruminate and to really doubt all of your feelings and thoughts and ideas. But um, love at first sight, it feels like more of a surrender to love because you feel it. And we do this thing with ourselves to protect ourselves as to when we do, especially me uh, as a thinker, yeah. um, I protect myself. So when I like someone and I like something, I, I usually do this thing where I can talk myself out of anything. And I'm just, I, I hate um, being in that position because it's quite painful to be in a position where you believe that you like the other person more than they like you. Um, it hurts, it just does. Um, you, you know, it's like accidental heartbreaks that keep happening and it's like, oof, they obviously like, I would never do this to them. Oh my gosh, it keeps happening. Um, and uh, it's, it's about that surrender and trust and like letting it be. And, and, uh, and when you're doing it together and when you both have the, the audacity and to, to be vulnerable, the courage to be vulnerable with one another and to be like, I really, really like you. And it's like, I really, really like you too. <laughs> then it's like both of you guys can just say, ah, oh, thank goodness, and like bask in the love and, and dive into it right away. Oh. Um, but there's so much guardedness that, that we build up over time and just living in and existing in a world like, like this, you know, mm -hmm. that is yeah. over judgmental, over so much scrutiny, so much comparison over and over again. So mm -hmm. um, there is such thing as love at first sight, but it does take work. It takes communication and vulnerability and an an openness that a lot of people mm -hmm. struggle with mm -hmm. a lot of people struggle with atlas of the heart from Brene brown is the book i'm currently reading and it's blowing my brain it's just what? incredible but it speaks to this about the statistics around people being able to speak from the heart and 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 advocate for their love and advocate for their hearts um it's hard it's very difficult it's not easy it's not for the faint of heart but if you are feeling brave and courageous enough love at first sight is real and it can be a possibility. Yeah. What a, what a beautiful answer. And I think you're really speaking to our five, sixes, and seven, the thinkers of the world, because the feelers, the twos, threes, and fours, not that all of us don't have feelings, not that all of us yeah. don't have bodies. Cause, but you know, this is just one way of conceptualizing that, um, the feelers often run and pounce and they just, I need you. I need you to define my worth. Somebody like us, who's in the safety group and the thinking group, we're, we're depending on ourselves largely. Like I know I have to take care of me. Nobody else is going to do it. So therefore I have to think, analyze at my way through everything. So I think this group uh, is in danger because the body group eights, nines, and ones, they have their, their things too. And we're still learning about body types, you know, um, from Brene Brown from, um, I believe she's a type one she's in the body group. But when I say that, I mean, they are five senses people. So they're instinctual. Like I like this. I don't like it. I'm going to go for it that base it on their five senses. They're not mm -hmm. going to come first through the analytical zone the way we are. So when you say this, I just want everyone listening. Who's any type to hear her. If you're being blocked by your analytical center, make sure you're really not blocking yourself from a true love from somebody that you care about. Because like they're saying, if you're not brave, if you don't take a calculated risk, you could miss love. And as I said, in that movie, my best friend's wedding and, and obviously much more in real life, sometimes people do miss a true love. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I wondered, I actually had a question for you because I 
am a poet. Like I feel like a feeler, like I feel a lot. But um, I have had quite the story. My podcast, Illuminating Taboo, reveals a lot of that. Um, just a lot of, my story is one of like neglect. I don't, I didn't have a lot of parental like guidance and supervision and care. So I feel like I've had to become a seven. I've had to learn to like take care of myself and my brothers because nobody else was doing it. So I wondered about life events, changing your type or influencing the type that ends up becoming more developed with time. I was, I'm just really curious about that. Okay. Well, mind blown emoji going like 20 times here because (laughs) my audience knows this topic because we have delved deep and I have done uh, my own theorizing that many of us, if not all of us, maybe heart types quintessentially, but have lost that essence. Um, And for, you know, like you said, various reasons, we have delved so deep into an episode all about sevens where we talk and, and lots of sevens resonate that we had to kind of do our own thing pretty young and just believing like, okay, not to be rude about the parents, but in some ways checked out. So we had to, like you said, forego the heart space sometimes. And if you look at all nine types, the seven appears to be least connected with their heart, but it's not true. It's that they have huge hearts. They're very sensitive. Um, as Dylan knows, obviously he loves you for your amazing heart and he's smiling. And it's just so true because, and it's, it's important. People don't over type cast people as not having hearts because this is true. But I just want to add that, that I think that what's so cool that you probably wouldn't know unless you were really nuanced in the Enneagram is with Dylan being a five, seven goes to five to find their heart again. Because they research and they focus and they introvert. And that's the movement to five for a seven. And so you literally went to your five, but most of us just go to our own five place of like, I have to go within and do I feel safe to allow my emotions out? So a lot of sevens will say, when I hear a song, I can do it. When I read a book, when I connect with poetry and I saw some of your beautiful poetry. So does that make sense? Yes. It makes perfect sense. Thank you so much for elaborating. (laughs) (laughs) And thank you so much for letting our audience know that you do have a huge heart, even whatever center you're in, you might just have had some, some hurts that drew you away from it. Right. Mm -hmm. Your audience might also not know is that we're an interracial couple. I am African Canadian and he is German Canadian, German, Dutch, German, Dutch Canadian. And, uh, it's, it's been, it's a factor. It definitely plays, plays a role in the amount of discovery of cultures that we've had in our relationship as well and and just um different kind of obstacles that we and hurdles and like assumptions that people make about us you know like no one ever assumes we're together at at a restaurant it's like oh table for one it's like nope we're together nope table for two you know things like small moments like that that are like always kind of present and and there um so I always make a point we're very romantic online but I make a point to show this because Mm -hmm. it's not common where we are we don't see couples like us a lot and I do feel like it sends a a different kind of message of like peace and love that the world kind of needs like there's a lot of adversity in this world especially Mm -hmm. when it comes to like racial injustice so I feel like that like adds an element of like extra love so that's one of the reasons I present we present like that as a couple online is to kind of like spread a message of peace where there is a lot of like you know Mm -hmm. absence of that (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. wow that is so beautiful to hear and thank you for giving us that 
pulled back look at not just how you enjoyed learning about yourselves or your romance together, but also how you're trying to, what I talk about is, as you know, the glow, like what is our love? How does our love shine out to others? What do we give? And you're literally giving us so much by saying we are an interracial couple who's making it work. And we, yes, love at first sight, but we work hard and it's possible Mm -hmm. to tell the world that it's possible for races to have harmony together. Thank you. That is beautiful. And I know it comes at a sacrifice, like you said, of people not understanding. And I'm sure the last couple of years you've been, I know you've been digging in more to this topic because I've been following you and just allowing um, maybe a topic that was already on your mind to be spoken about. So thank you. Thank you for holding the space. Really, I'm really enjoying this. Mm -hmm. It was fun. Thank you guys. I really was wondering if you think of anything that for other couples that they could take with them as far as tips, uh, whether maybe they're an interracial couple also, and you shared a few already, but anything you think of that just would be a word of, even if it's just a word of love or compassion or wisdom. (laughs) (laughs) It's a huge question. This is why it's just our experiences, whatever they are. I guess just broadly speaking, communication is huge and just like you can't really communicate too much. Like you should just talk about everything all the time and uh, and get things off of your chest and not let things build up on the inside, you know. And, and uh, another thing would be, you know, I guess for all couples is just to like practice forgiveness and, you know, move away from resentment and things like that and, and just try to be aware of those things inside yourself and and uh, that will make it easier, like for you to love someone else. If you can like internally forgive other people and and like acknowledge your resentments and things like that, you can move towards being you know more loving. Mm. Yeah, that's um, yeah, that's so beautiful. My gosh. <laughs> um, <laughs> One, two things. The first thing would be if you like us have a very diverse kind of love that is different than, you know, the typical um, couples that you see around yourself. And uh, you're going to get some comments. You're going to get some offhand comments. You're going to get some weird jokes. Um, my So my advice is like to expect the weirdness and, and, uh, and use it as an opportunity to kind of... Um, educate and like rise above that you know you're like well that's how you feel but our love isn't changing because of you thanks anyways you know and like um just to i feel like some people don't realize the effect of their words or they don't realize that they're one of so many people making that comment um and uh and it's an opportunity to to make the your community a little bit better like that Mm -hmm. person will have now something to reflect on and i think online gives people Mm -hmm. a little more like leverage to speak because of the anonymity like in person like we get more they're like always positive reactions yeah like wow look at you two you get like tall and beautiful Beautiful. you radiate (laughs) this happiness oh wow but like online you get people that kind of let their shadow selves out and uh, will comment and Mm -hmm. we'll hear those things and that's where we get the most you know awkwardness out there but like family was a little awkward too yeah but you get the odd comment from the family and i i do like to um believe that like like you mentioned we all have um like we all have multitudes we all have 
we all have many within us like so to to be more forgiving and to be more understanding of people even when you get the offhand comment like yeah. not ward someone off because of it yes. and because a lot of ignorance comes out as like an awkward joke mm-hmm. um and and ignorance needs to be t- educated is mm-hmm. is that um my other my other thing that really um rings true for me and helps me kind of because we're very romantic a lot of people always guess that we're newlyweds all the time oh my but gosh. I think, yeah it's really amazing it's like for the newlyweds we here's a special <laughs> dessert and it's like oh we've been married actually for 10 years but thank you um I think one thing that we do very well is that we have a lot of like um free room within us so we we're con- we are in a state where we're constantly open and curious about learning more about one another because we're, we realize that we're in a state of constant flux and evolutions, so we stay open. It's not like, oh, I know him, old, old ball and chain, he's always like this. Here's a list of things, this is him summarized. Like, I don't have that kind of behavior. Instead, I stay open and curious and it's like, I, I like to him changing every day. I was like, wow, like, that's amazing. Like, what else is new? Like, um, and we have this openness. We we love games that kind of foster that. Um, there's a lot of like conversation and commun- communication games, connection games. Um, we love um, the Gottman Institute. They, there's this book called Eight Dates and it has like a series of questions in the back and which we like revisit every once in a while just to like see where we're at. Like we, we're constantly growing and changing. And I think it's exciting. And one of the most exciting about me meeting other people, although that's not happening lately because of the pandemic, but meeting new people is like, is that cr- this endless opportunity to like, everything is new about them, but is even if you spent your lifetime with somebody, there's no way to learn everything about them and know everything about them, especially mm. because there's no way for you to know everything about yourself. So remaining open both with yourself and and curious with with other with with somebody that you're with, with your partner, um, it, it's very beautiful and romantic. It's like endless discovery and like <sighs> and like I'm like giggly about it like some of the stories that it like comes out of him even 10 years later about like a story from his childhood that I never heard of just like what like how did I not know this like I love that kind of stuff and just like opportunities for that kind of stuff so stay curious keep asking questions um screen free dates are important and uh yeah yeah and affection matters like Love oh. languages. Oh my goodness, affection. Oof. Yes. <laughs> what would oh. we be without the snuggles? Like? <laughs> well, yeah. right. Especially as head types, you have to get into the body. So mm. you really need that. And I know everyone does, but I, uh, yeah, humans fail to thrive without touch. So yes, yes, absolutely. The snuggle. Um, I love how you brought in Gottman because I know that we've talked a lot about him on this podcast in terms of rediscovering, but I love that for you as a seven, because sevens want their new things all the time. And so you're, you're able to say, um, and I've done this too. And I take it day by day, gosh, you know, I'm with you forever, but every single day you make new discoveries. So there's always something new, especially when your partner is not of a fixed mindset, but that growth mindset who says I am too. I, and I love learning. And as a five, I don't think there's anything a five loves more than discovering and wonder. So I know how, you know, as we're closing, I just want to ask as the five, seven pairing, 
What do you guys think you bring to one another? The visual you might've seen I have on the glow guide is of a professional boat knot because there's a specific tie here with the, with the thinking and the the ideas coming together. But there's Mm -hmm. also the idea of the five, perhaps grounding the seven in healthy ways in some ways to, to allow them the, the freedom to actually allow their dreams and ideas to happen because the seven has been frantic. Um, And there's the sense of the seven bringing hope and enthusiasm about their gifts to the five. Does that relate to you guys at all? Yeah, I think it illustrates it really well because like when I think about it, it's like, you know, Cassie, she has this like really high vibration, you know, it's like moving really fast all the time. And mine's more like (laughs) slow and at the bottom. And then we, we both like grab gravitate and bring each other somewhere in the middle where we're like excited and calm and, and able to be creative and focus. And, uh, um, I, I think we just kind of balance each other out. And, and even in, uh, like me coming from the country and being very connected with nature and her being a city girl, you know, so I was able to like see the, the qualities of the city, the energy and like the just, and the creativity of the city, but I was able to show her the, the calmness and the, like the abundance of, of nature. And, and, uh, we're able to like share those parts of the world with each other and make us more, uh, diverse in general, I think. Um, mm-hmm. She makes me more talkative and brings me to like all these awesome events and things that, uh, you know, I probably wouldn't have done by myself. Mm-hmm. You know, and I bring her out to the woods and, uh, yeah. you know, I used to have to and... drag him out. Yeah. And now I'm happy that he says bring me now because it is actually a bringing now because he's come to it and like there's an openness there but once upon a time it was like another social event like you just went to one yesterday like no no more i'm a i need my rest time in between social events that's one of those things yeah it's like i like doing lots of stuff but i also like to like rest and meditate and just like be around my aquariums or my garden and like be alone you know yeah absolutely and i appreciate that as well because um as a thinker you do need space and time to synthesize yes. and, and, and think and, and write. I, I need to write to really organize and, and realign the, the ball of yarn of thoughts, you know? Um, I think um, what I like most about our dynamic, and I posted it today, I was just showing him a little bit of gratitude because as I embark on my fourth career change of my lifetime, <laughs> because I'm a real firecracker and I, and I do long that for that newness, like yeah. you mentioned, it was like textbook seven. Um, I, he's been super supportive and grounding for me. Um, I, I say a lot of things, I'm a talker as well. Um, and like, if I say I'm gonna go for a run and I haven't gone for a run yet, he's like, well, you know, you said you did say you were gonna go and he's like, and and he like keeps me accountable in such a beautiful, gentle way. Like he's not like aggressive or mean about it, but he he does this thing where I'm like, okay, thank you for the extra motivation. Here I go. You know, thank you for the reminder. And uh, we have a very beautiful dynamic where there's no toxic communication. Um, mm-hmm. We're we're very much on the same page. We never raise our voices with one another. We never say things we don't mean. We're very intentional with our words because we're both quite sensitive and we're both thinkers as well. So I think strategically speaking, it is it is more efficient to speak with intention than it, than otherwise. Mm-hmm. So like we both know this very well to our core. Um, so it makes for such a beautiful dynamic. And like, yeah, 
dynamic, crazy energy, but he grounds me. And like together we were grounded enough to like maintain a home and raise babies and, mm-hmm. and have the kind of life where we have a little bit of both. And um, we're able to, you know, toggle between the two and, and find and find balance and peace in that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. That was so well said. I'm so glad you're writing. And I'm so glad that Dylan is giving you that that gentle nudge to be yourself and to just continue to share your beautiful gifts and glory with the world, honestly, and that you're doing the same with him in such a way that is so respectful that it doesn't demand. And I think that's really important for our audience to hear. Cause we have a lot of five is a very common number for husbands. Um, and, and I don't mean to stereotype. There's many female fives out there as well, but, but I want to help. And I want to say for those with a five spouse, whoever they are, If you push too hard, they're going to close up further because they truly do need that rest. But when you can come at it from, and we learn this with time too, we're, we're different in the first year of the relationship than you are now 10 years into marriage. But it's like this beautiful evolution, as you said, has happened where, yeah, you're still working at it, but largely you have found this rhythm that works. And this is so why I brought you on too, because I knew you weren't newlyweds. I, I, you have the vibe and you are very youthful. But the truth is you have found a rhythm that has allowed you to take that next step. I'm always hoping my audience will take, which is again, yes, refill and refuel yourself and each other, but how are we going to lead on into the world? And so now Dylan's out in the world actually saying, which is the growth step for five. Um, I really can get some synergy out there. If I go out, it's not all going to be a drain. And of course you probably still find people where it is a drain. Like, yeah. you know, yeah, half the process yeah. is finding like the people, right? Like yes. that chosen family that, yes. uh, where you just, uh, you don't feel judged. You just feel accepted and loved and, uh, and you can go out and enjoy that as much as you want. It's so nice. Agreed. And nothing like, um, like home. ideation with other thinkers when thinkers find other thinkers that they can really synergize with. I love that word. Um, it's beautiful and it's, it's, it's inspiring. And then you can then take that home and, and create it from that place. Ooh, ooh, I love how you, that we're ending on creating because that is a beautiful word that I think couples are meant to do together. I think we're meant to continue to create, to be part of the, the creation story. And I know Dylan knows this with his botany interests and love and passion and, and both of you with, um, with Cassandra, your love of people and, and just mm-hmm. the joys of creating and growing mentally with others. It's, it's nice for me to hear that you are at that space. And I, I believe it gives couples listening a lot of hope that yes, figure the communication out, touch, take date nights, have fun together. Don't leave things, um, resented, get it out, but then create together. Cause is there anything better? No, (laughs) creation is so beautiful. What an energy to tap into. It really gets juices flowing in all of the ways. And uh, it's it's just beautiful to see um, to see your your partner's brain. Like if that's if you are mm-hmm. into intelligence and you yeah. don't have an opportunity to really dive into that brain, then like that's a mistake. And like creating together is an opportunity for that. You know, absolutely. I always tell my like husband no, I'm with you. Like when my husband is in his philosophical mode, it is so attractive. And when he's explaining mm-hmm. even something as dull as 
how COVID works <laughs> because he's medical. I'm just like soaking it up. Like, oh my gosh, tell me about those A receptors. <laughs> so I'm just with you guys a hundred, like find your people as Dylan said, find your people. If it's thinking like us, find your thinkers out there. If it's, you know, something else, find your people. If you're a five so that you can get out there comfortably safe, have that synergy, whoever you are, keep working on your relationship because we love you. And we believe with you that you can find that vibe together and, um, do beautiful things in this world. So thank you. This is a perfect part of our romance month of February. I just thank you so much for being part of it. You guys. Thank you for having me. I know we were having some COVID-19 issues, but you're back in health and feeling great um and thank you for being so flexible and rescheduling as much as you did family chaos pandemics you are so amazing just as i like oh my goodness i think all of sevens are my best friends (laughs) (laughs) me too too, girl i love it and um i i love for our people to find you so you remind everybody again if you guys have accounts that you're most particularly hoping that people can look at to just follow your love story or follow what you're thinking about um what do you think um for me i have uh my instagram accounts i'm not overly active but yeah come check us out anyways uh dylan blooms and uh, at dylan blooms and at boom gardens boom gardens speaking of creating a project together um that is our our little project together that you get to take a quick look at we are going to reignite it before springtime we're working on some stuff there and i am at um, Cassandra Blooms, um, and that is where I basically shine my huge beacon of light and like give people all of the hope and humanity that they're lacking and all that jazz. Um, I'm 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 really into radically honest content. I really like to speak about mental health and like overcoming burnout, um, which is my story, and uh, post traumatic growth as well, which is also my story. So please go check it out. Um, You will not be disappointed because it is all about that positive energy and and we could all use a little more of that. Yes, (laughs) you're right. Absolutely. I love it. Thank you guys so much. Thank you for having us. I'm so glad we got to have Cassandra and Dylan on. I really hope that you will check them out. Cassandra also put out a gorgeous poem on medium.com. You can find it through her Instagram, but she just talked about being too much and her poem is so beautiful. If you've ever been called too much, I highly recommend that you listen up because as we said and say all the time here, we have to be our authentic selves and we're going to find our tribe when we do that. Others are not going to want us, but you know what? More power to you if you can can just be yourself because obviously that is beautiful. We've talked a lot about grace on this podcast. We've talked about savoring and making sure we we really appreciate what we have. So broken but beloved. And I also hope not as broken as you once were. So keep growing with me. Head on over to Dylan and Cassandra's pages and head on over to enneagramandmarriage.com for your deeper dives, for signing up for the conference, and of course, for your glow pairing guides. So I hope as you get your self-care and add in some romance now with us as we get to February, that you will find a lot of fun and reuptake for yourself and that you will rest in between so you can come back at it. You know I love living intentionally with you. Bye-bye.